1: breakfast on a
2: Well, a magnificent season headlined by an undefeated campaign at the Gabba took the Brisbane Lions to a grand final last year and in the end to within a kick of a premiership. Daniel Rich, Marcus Adams has retired. Jack Gunston's left for Hawthorne, but Tom Duday arrives to stiffen the defence as part of a side cane that I'm sure is as hungry as it's ever been to climb the summit. The uh, GM of football is a very good friend of ours here at SEN and very good to us normally. Danny Daly is with us again on this Thursday morning. Danny, really appreciate your time.
1: How are you? Morning, Sam King. How are we?
2: Great to have you on, mate. Uh how's the pre-season going? How's everything tracking and um how are you shaping up on the twenty fifth of
1: January? Yeah, I think all clubs are say so the same. Everyone's flying this time of year, so uh, our boys have come back in, in really good nick, uh obviously after a big break after the grand final and um you know, we're up here at the sunny coast at the minute having a bit of a training camp as well as a community camp, so you know we're, we're gearing up for some match play. We've sort of had a little bit of a different pre-season this year. We've sort of gone a little bit down the um, the skill development side of things, and and we'll ramp up the match play over the next couple of weeks. But um, you know we're pretty healthy. A couple of little injuries which we're working through, but for the most part we're in uh, we're in good shape.
0: Why did you decide to change up the pre-season, Danny? That the skill development
1: explain that rationale for us. Well, I think it's a bit more keen about um, you know we played deep into September. Uh, almost the start of October, so the competitive and, and match play part of our game um, is obviously quite good, and we've been in the last five final series. So we just thought it was a good opportunity for us, considering we didn't come back till early December, just to just to hone in on some of our um, our skills, our kicking, uh, our handballing, uh, things that things that we feel we got a little bit of a one percent uh, increase to to go with in terms of our offensive game plan. Uh, so we thought we just. Uh, do a little bit more of that with our playing group and uh, and ramp up the competitive stuff, over, as I said, sort of over the next couple of weeks.
0: And has that been well-received? Like, sometimes you can't hold the players back. They just want to get straight into it and, and start playing games almost day one from pre-season. As we've seen from other teams, what's the response been like from the players? Are they enjoying it?
1: I think they are. I think they're enjoying the change-up. We still do some um, small-sided mm. games, handball games, which is competitive. It's just more the uh, the match play 18 v 18 I'm probably talking about more... Um, But I think they've enjoyed it. They've enjoyed the fact that, um, you know, we've we've identified that we probably need to be a little bit better in that area. And um, like all players, they want to know how to improve. And and this is an area we thought we needed to. So uh, they've been fantastic and approached it really well.
0: You mentioned you're on a pre-season camp mixed with a community camp. What's the focus of it? Sometimes different strategies for different pre-season camps. Some don't even take a footy and it's team bonding and, and all that sort of stuff. What's the mix like?
1: Yeah, no. Ours is purely um, we still do our normal training sessions. So we trained yesterday. The boys did gym. We'll train tomorrow morning. So it's a normal training schedule. We just we just felt like the players in the past over the preseason with community camp, we've had to you know ship them off three or four Tuesdays in a row after weights and send them here, there, and everywhere. So we thought it was a great idea to get together and come up to the sunny coast, and uh, the boys can train, then go off and do some community stuff around. The Sunshine Coast area with the schools. Um, it's an, obviously our, our academy uh, land up here as well, so uh, just a good opportunity to get away for a few days while still maintaining our normal training thing, but getting all our our community camp um, ticked off and um, yeah, just a little bit of time together, but yeah, no real leadership stuff or bonding exercises or anything like that.
2: Danny, are you, are you cramming? I mean, does it feel rushed? I mean, you've got the mandated leave period, of course. You played in the grand final. There's an opening round coming up this year as well. and you've got a game on February the 22nd against Gold Coast, a, a pre-season hit out of course. Does it feel more rushed than ever? Are you scrambling for every minute that you've got or, or not the case?
1: It's funny when you got to play a week early, you feel like you're, you're scrambling a little bit, but... Um, no, it hasn't been too bad. We've we've tried to maintain a, a nice balance and um, you know not stress too much about the fact that it doesn't feel like we've got a lot of time. Um, we feel like the program we've got in place will make sure that our playing group and everyone is ready for for round zero. Um, so no, it doesn't feel like that at all,
2: mate. I want to ask you about Levi Ashcroft. Uh, will Ashcroft, rather, I will ask you about Levi in a moment. You'll upset a few when he lands, I'm sure. But with Will, how's he coming along with the knee?
1: Yeah, Will's going well. Um, you know, he's ticked every box. He you know, he wants to get there about 10 weeks earlier than uh, we yeah. planned, but that, that's great that he feels like that and wants to be like that. Um, he had a little bit of a hiccup pre-Christmas, just with a, a little bit of swelling, but, you know, he's back uh, running. Um, he's kicking now, so he's progressing really well. Um, it's obviously been a, a mental challenge for the young man, his first year of football, but, you know, we've been help, over helping through that, but... Um, Right now he's in a good headspace. Uh, he's starting to kick the footy around. Uh, we're still expecting him to be right by around, you know, around 11 or 12. So uh, he'll be important part of the cog towards the, the middle part of the year coming in for us. So um, yeah, he's uh, he's going really well at the minute. Thanks.
0: Pretty handy. And Duda, is he well, is mm. he tracking at a similar time frame?
1: Uh, Tommy's um, probably ahead of schedule. He's started to join in the competitive side of our uh, drills, etc. So we're expecting him to be hopefully available for selection by about round four or five. So uh, he's going around along really well. He's been a, a fantastic um, recruit for us. He's, he's such a good human being and um, he's so competitive and he's added a really a great deal to our group on and off the field. So we look forward to um, seeing him out there for us.
2: Just away from footy, and we talk about footy all the time, of course, and that's why you're on with us, Danny. I wanted to ask you about one of your staff members who who sadly passed away. I'm not sure how long Nicole Duncan was at the Lions for. I think it was a few decades anyway. She, she passed away. She had leukemia, and oh, I don't even know how to phrase this question with you, but obviously she leaves a, a huge hole, and I think you were one of a number of people who were particularly close to to Nicole, I wonder how uh, the club will look to to pay tribute to her at at a, at a given time.
1: Uh, yeah, Nicole was with us for 31 years. Um, you know, the Brisbane Bears, Brisbane Lions, um, Trinity, yeah, We've had 845 games, and she was with us for 713 of those, and wow. all of our 37 finals. And you know, she's she's a footy club. She, you know, obviously worked really close with her, and um, to, you know, to be honest, she was my boss. I wasn't her boss. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's sad, I had a great, you know, <laughs> I can be an emotional beast sometime and I love my people and um, yeah, it's been a, a tough few weeks, you know, supporting her and, you know, I checked in with her every day over the last month to make sure she was going okay, but it all ended too soon and too tragically for us. so um, it's it's a pretty sad time for us. Um, but we'll do a memorial service for her on Friday at uh, the Gabba from 3 to 6 and, and give her a good send-off and, you know, we had a a meeting with the players and staff on Monday about ways we can honour her moving forward and um, mm. we'll work through what that looks like and, and what we'll do. But, yeah, I'll miss her enormously.
0: What made her so special, Danny?
1: Um, she was just a good person. She a carer. You know, our players brought their kids in, training. She looked after them. She always had mm. time for people. Um, it's been amazing the amount of text messages and phone calls and emails I got from people around. AFL community, other clubs, the AFL. Um so she touched someone, she was just she was just so good at her job. Mm. Um yeah, so was a
2: special person yeah no people like that make not just footy clubs but all work organizations the places that they are so the football administration manager for as you said danny 31 years uh thoughts with you guys at the club and obviously nicole's uh family as well after she passed away last uh, saturday um sorry to leave you on that note mate um we, we thought it important to, to to speak about nicole for the role that she played and appreciate you speaking so openly about her and and obviously how uh, things are shaping up from a football point of view, which I'm sure we'll do again with you in the weeks to come, mate. Uh, all the best with it.
1: No worries. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about it, Nicole. It's much appreciated.
2: There you go, Danny Daly. Have a good day, mate. Danny Daly, the Brisbane uh, General Manager of Football up there at the Gabba, does a great job. But, you know, these are lives. These are people. These are, you know, it goes beyond the boundary line, of course. And they all make the places, the, the, the sort of organisations that they are.
0: 100%, yeah. And, and those... Special people are, are, are there at footy clubs, and we probably should shine a light on them more. Mm. Because it's not uh, until a tragedy like this happens that we speak about mm. them from time to time. But I mean, and certainly internally, uh, clubs do a magnificent job of making these people feel special and important.
2: As they are. And on a football front, they're shaping up well again, aren't they? Like, well, that's the thing I was saying so from, a,
0: from a footy point of view. They're, they're so ahead because of how developed they are that they don't have to come back and work yeah. on the fitness because the fitness is there. They can now really fine-tune the 1% and that is the skill stuff that they're working on. They feel like the competitive nature of their game is in really good shape. So you can start to address and dig deep on slight issues that... Uh, you weren't up to scratch at or you thought there was room for improvement, whereas other teams, younger teams, got to do all of it. You got to get fit. You got to compete. You got to work on the skills. The best teams can just sort of hone in on one area. They're in a really good spot.
2: Nathan Gardner, he's got the headlines.